Hey, I'm Dwan Hill, and you're listening to my new podcast, Hey Wise Guys, ideas for creatives about what matters most. Hey, y'all, welcome back. So glad you're here to check out episode two of season one. This whole season that I'm doing here to launch this podcast is called Choose Your Adventure. And this episode is called Why I Was Nervous to Get Married. Oh, yeah, yeah, we're going there. (laughs) Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, Last episode, we talked about uh, fear and how the fear of surrender can stifle creativity. And in this next episode, we're going to talk about another side of fear, the fear of commitment. I know the ladies are going to cheer me on in this episode, but ladies, I'm coming for you too. So this is going to be a really interesting chat. But make sure you stay tuned until the very end because I'm still doing a great giveaway for everyone who subscribes and shares this podcast. And I'm going to feature another great friend of mine and a song that you're not going to want to miss. So without further ado, let's do it. So I was honored this past weekend to be featured on a blog called By 20. And By 20 is a blog by my friend Lucy. We go to church together and uh, I was so honored and excited that she asked me to write about marriage on her blog. Um, I encourage you to go check out her blog. And if you want to read my post, it'd be awesome. I'd be so happy if you did that. You can go to By20.com to check that out and kind of read what I wrote there. But it kind of reminded me of my story and how Laura and I, my wife, we got together and dated and got married. And um, now we've been married for almost five years, coming up on five years, which, man, really, really happy and excited that we've made it and thrived and celebrated almost five years of being married. You know, a lot of people um, don't make it past one or two years. So I'm really grateful that we're still here and hopefully we'll have many, many more. But I was reminded of how we met and kind of the things that were going on in my mind as a single man um, in my 20s, my late 20s, thinking about marriage. And one of the things that stuck out to me as I was thinking about this is why so many men, including me, and so many people are nervous about getting married. Uh, Marriage right now is just under assault, in my opinion, the idea of marriage The idea of commitment and monogamy in many ways has been labeled as old fashioned and something that should be only celebrated in a certain small religious group. And that's interesting to me because I think marriage is quite the opposite. I think it's one of the most holy and most powerful, um, the most inspirational relationships that anyone could ever be a part of. But I didn't always have that perspective. Um, I remember when I was in my early 20s, I was really excited to be single. (laughs) I was excited to be a bachelor. Um, I could do anything I wanted at any time with anybody I wanted to do it with. And I could travel. Um, My money was my money. (laughs) My house was my house. Um, My free time was my free time. And I really, really enjoyed that time of my life. But around 25 and 26, I started to really think about what it would be like to have a family. What it would be like to be married. What it would be like to to build a legacy with somebody else. And I just really got excited. I was like, wow, I really want to be married. Man, if if there's a way for me to be happy 
and to really love my life while having somebody else with me, that could be a really great time. And after a few years of being married, I'm starting to realize that I was more excited about the idea of marriage than I was about actually being married. And how do I know this? Well, because Laura was in my life long before I saw her as a potential date or a potential wife. And because I was more idealistic in my thinking than I was practical and intentional with my actions, I was slow to realize how many good things were around me already, like so many other men do. So let me explain. I took Laura on a date one Sunday after church. We went to Fido here in Nashville, and uh, part of us hanging out was, you know, getting to know each other and finding out more about our families and finding out more about our passions and dreams. And I've thought of this game on the spot that I thought would be really flirtatious and really make her smile. And my idea was to ask her what she thought about me and to ask her what she liked about me with the internal hope and um, (laughs) the expectation that she would ask me the same question. And when she did, I would just pour on compliments and just make her feel so great about herself and you know, see where that led. (laughs) But it backfired on me because the first half of the game went really well. She said she liked my music. She said that she liked my faith in God and that she appreciated my compassion for people. And I was like, great, this is a great setup for me to compliment her. And right before I was about to turn on the charm, it was like, a sheet was removed from my vision and I saw Laura in a way that I had never seen her before. After knowing her for over a year and interacting with her at church and in friend groups, um, I I thought I knew her. I thought I had um, gotten to know her fairly well. But at that moment, I realized that I had missed out on seeing one of the most precious treasures I had ever encountered. And instead of me continuing my game, I just blurted out, you are a precious jewel. And any man who you decide to be with is going to be a really blessed man. And I was like, oh, as soon as I said it, I realized that I had said something really deep and something that had transitioned from this flirtatious game into a revelation of what my future could look like. See, here's the thing. Laura didn't change and her characteristics, her beauty, her passion for people, her intelligence, her entrepreneurship, her creativity, all these things that make her an an amazing woman did not change when I saw her. I changed. I got a vision and a revelation of how valuable and precious she is. And what I realized was for so long, I had been blinded by perfection. 
I was in love with the idea of marrying somebody who was already perfect and the ideal woman. I had an image in my head of what she would look like. I had a I had plans for our family. I had aspirations for what we would do together, which are all good. However, I was missing out on what was standing right in front of me. And I was missing out on the value of a precious jewel that could potentially turn into my wife. And here is what I learned. Instead of getting to know the people around me and exploring the relationships around me to pursue my new desire for marriage, I was paralyzed by perfectionism. I was paralyzed by the ideal. And the ideal was being manifested in a lot of different ways. You know, everywhere you look, everyone is portraying the best versions of themselves. And on top of that, media and social media and um, entertainment portrays an unrealistic ideal of what women should be and what men should be. Um, and on top of that, the worst case is even without media and without people around me, I had in my own imagination this perfect version of who my wife would be. And I would be comparing every single woman that I encountered to that ideal imaginary woman. And that's a dangerous thing to do because what it does, it feeds the fear of commitment. One of the reasons that men specifically have a hard time committing to a particular woman or even to a particular creative project is because in our minds, in our imagination, we already have a list of ideals that we believe will be the perfect scenario for our life or for our marriage or for our project. And while that's good, while it's good to have goals and good to have requests and to make those requests known, it can also be paralyzing and crippling to pursue those requests and pursue those desires without acknowledging what is available right in front of you. And here are some ways that the fear of commitment can really be stifling. We become negative and lose hope and stop believing that we can actually have a healthy relationship or a healthy creative project because it doesn't seem like anything around us is living up to the expectation that we have. Even when I realized how precious Laura was and how awesome of a woman she was, I remember feeling anxious about committing to her. And I was anxious and nervous because I had questions like, what if this doesn't turn out the way I imagine it would? What if she is not as good as she's coming across to be? <laughs> or even if she is as good as I think she is, even if she is as wonderful as I believe she is, what if someone more wonderful, what if someone better comes along that takes my attention away from her? And those are horrible. I mean, you could be listening and thinking, wow, what a horrible thing to think. But I don't think I'm the only one that's thought that. And I don't think I'm the only one that's even thought that for creative projects. You know, there have been times where I've been working on music or working on something creative and I get stuck in that moment because 
I'm wondering if there's something else, something better, something more wonderful that I'm missing. What if I commit to this tempo or to this key or to this song or to this project or in this case to this person and in five minutes I discover something else that's better. And that is a good example of how fear breeds anxiety. You know, a lot of times we try to deal with anxiety as if it's the root, but anxiety actually is the fruit of a deeper root of fear. When we are afraid and nervous and unwilling and unable to take a step forward in a decision, it produces anxiety. Anxiety is something that happens in our hearts when we are wanting something to happen, but it's not happening. When we have an expectation of something to happen and it's not happening for us. It can lead to manipulation. We can try to change the circumstance to match our expectation. Sometimes we try to change even people to match the picture or even the Hollywood image of what we expect our lives and our relationships to look like. Anxiety is rooted in unknown information. The what if question that we talked about in the last episode is all circumstantial. It's all unknown. The expectation of something to turn out a certain way is something that we are trying to control. Anxiety comes from the need to control. It causes us to forget the blessings that are right in front of us because we're reaching for a blessing that might not even be real. It's an ideal. It's an intangible, sometimes impossible. Man, this is a revelation that I received recently is that Many times I miss out on the blessings and the things that I have in my hand because I'm reaching for something that's impossible to do. And I know in creative circles, we don't like saying things are impossible. But let me tell you what's impossible. It is impossible for me to expect a woman to be perfect. It is impossible for me to expect a marriage to be perfect. It is impossible for me to expect a project or a song to be perfect. It is the imperfection. It is the work in progress. It is the growth and the journey that makes a relationship and a project beautiful. So in any decision and in any creative project, and in my case, even in thinking about how I wanted to move forward with my relationship with Laura, I realized that I had two options. I could either use comparison to think about my ideal pleasure. In other words, compare Laura to the ideal unknown, the impossible unknown that would weaken my relationship with her and stifle the progress of our relationship growing. Or I could commit to a real treasure. I could either compare Laura to the ideal pleasure in my mind or out there in the world, or I could commit to the real treasure that was right in front of me. And commitment is something that really challenges specifically men, because when I commit to one thing, I'm at the same time turning away from other things. When I commit to one woman, I'm at the same time saying no to other women and also internally accepting that even if 
like we talked about in the last podcast, even if I encounter something that seems to be better in the future, my commitment to the treasure that I know that I have is the sign of maturity. It's the sign of security. It's the sign of confidence. And it is the sign and the proof of love itself. See, I know that I love Laura, even if I get distracted by something else or by another person. And that's real. You know, just as a tip for you all, your eyes and your body and your emotions and your spirit don't automatically change when you get married. It is the commitment to marriage. It is the commitment to Laura that compels me to say yes to her and no to other temptations. And so you may be wondering, man, that's that's a lot, Duan. I don't know if I'm ready to commit like that. I, I want to be married. I want to have that experience, but I don't know if I'm ready for that. And here's how you know. Your readiness to be married or be committed to a project is determined by your willingness to give up something valuable. Here's how this works. You're not ready because you have enough money and you're not ready because you're smart enough and you're not ready even because you met the right person. Readiness is determined by your willingness to give up something valuable. We find this in Jesus's parable when he talks about how a man uh, finds a treasure and sells all that he has, sells everything that he has to buy the field and the treasure together. And that's what I saw that day when I saw Laura at Fido. I was unprepared to see that treasure at that moment. But when it was shown to me, when my eyes were open, I had a choice to make. I either had to commit to this precious treasure that had been revealed to me. Or I could simply let someone else (laughs) commit to it. (laughs) I remember the day that I was praying and asking God to help me make my final decision about whether or not I would propose to Laura. And I prayed, Lord, if you tell me to marry her, I will. And if you tell me not to, I won't. And I really thought he was going to tell me yes or no. But instead, he said something to me that I believe really helps creativity and propelled me into my marriage. I felt in my heart, he said, I will bless you if you marry her and I will bless you if you don't. But I have shown you how much she is worth. So you make a decision. I was like, oh, man, (laughs) that's exactly what a great father says. He teaches you, he holds your hand, he shows you the way, and then gives you the opportunity to make a decision. And so I did. I bought a ring, I set it up, I even wrote a song, and I was really nervous still, (laughs) but this is what happened. I don't know why it took so long to open up my heart. Now I finally realize I knew it from the start. So from this moment on, I'll sing to tell you how I feel. I love you. I love you. I love you. Dear Laura, I do. 
There's a story that we've talked about about a man who goes on a really long journey. He finds his treasure in a field. And with all his, all of his joy, all of his peace and assurance that he's going to make the right decision, he sells everything that he has to buy the whole field just to get that treasure. A virtuous woman who can find her value is more than many jewels. So today in front of God's creation, God himself, and the Holy Spirit, I have a question to ask you, Laura. Laura Beth Meyer, would you marry me? Yes. You will? Great. Yes. Good answer. Yes. Mm. Yes. Yes. Aww. <laughs> That's yours. Oh, thank you. So beautiful. You're engaged. I'm engaged. <laughs> Yep, that was the proposal. I went for it, I made a decision, and thank God she said yes. <laughs> One of my favorite scriptures that applies to that moment is from Philippians 4 and 6. It says, do not be anxious about anything, even marriage, <laughs> but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God. So here's the thing, communicate your request to God. Talk about them with your friends. Open up your heart to what is possible and what is miraculous. But don't demand it. Don't miss the treasures that are right in front of you. Be thankful for the blessings that you already have. Be thankful for faith. Be thankful for hope. Be thankful for the love that is coming and that you already have in your life. And I believe that the peace of God, which goes beyond all understanding, will guard your heart and mind so that you can make the best decision about what to do next. Hey, before you go, I want to introduce you to my friend Byron, Mr. Talkbox Chambers. This dude is one of the most talented musicians I have ever met. He's crazy good. And uh, he's got a song called Give Me Your Love. It's an amazing song about his wife. And I hope you guys love it. Check it out. By the way, he and I have been nominated along with our church for Best Contemporary Gospel Urban Song of the Year. This song we did together called My God has been going crazy. People have been singing this song all over the world. And the Gospel Music Association has chosen to nominate Nashville Life Music for a 2019 Dove Award. Man, it's crazy. I love this guy so much and I hope you get to check out his music. You can find it everywhere, so go check it out. Well, this concludes episode two 
man, I'm having so much fun hanging out with you guys, and I really appreciate your time. Hey, if you get a chance, uh, this competition, this giveaway is ending this Friday. If you share and subscribe to this podcast, you'll be entered to win a full dinner for two. Not just a dinner for you, but a dinner for someone else. And that's perfect for this episode (laughs) because if you're interested in taking someone out or going to hang out with that special somebody, um, I'd be glad to treat you. I'm going to have a drawing for everybody who shares and subscribes to this podcast as a way to say thank you and also spread the word to other people. All you got to do is tag me in your post to let me know that you've done it. And uh, I'll announce the winner on Friday. All right. Love you guys. God bless you. I'll see you next time.